How do you find and keep hope alive? When my husband went to heaven, almost every day, you know, I'd read my Bible, but it's like a verse or a phrase would, would leap up off the page and God would be speaking to me. He just carried me through what was a nightmare. This triumph in our trial. This is what hope sounds like. Hello, I'm Brenda. I am the afternoon host here at The Light FM. And today I have two very amazing, special young ladies. We have Miss Vicki Bentley. She is the wife of the late Pastor Ray Bentley, founding pastor of Maranatha Chapel in San Diego, and also Miss Anne Graham Lotz. Ladies, thank you so much for honoring and blessing us today. So, Brenda, thank you for having us. We're looking forward to talking with you, and I'd love any excuse to be with my friend, Vicki. <laughs> and thank you, Brenda, for calling us young ladies. Yeah. You, you made points right there. Of course. We all are young ladies. We're all daughters of the king, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the first question I want to ask you both, ladies, is how did you two become friends? Because I know, uh, Anne, you are here in North Carolina, and uh, Vicki, you are in San Diego. How did you make the connection with each other? You want to answer that? Yeah, I'll, I'll answer that. Um, in the year 2000, we had Just Give Me Jesus Revivals. Our fifth one was in San Diego, and uh, Vicki was the office manager. And I don't remember uh, the exact time that I met her, but um, after that, she felt very burdened that I would come back and lead what we call a breakaway, a retreat for women uh, in the San Diego area. So I did that, and then from there, she's she's been to the Cove uh, multiple times to be a part of my seminar. Um, she's just become a very dear friend, and she's a member of the board of directors for Angel Ministries, which is a ministry that sort of undergirds what I do. Um, and But she's become just a very precious sister in Christ. So we share a lot of things um, in common, and um, as well as just a, a love for Jesus and um, a love for his people, a love for his word, and a, an interest in prophecy, yes. um, we sort of, you know, encourage each other yes. uh, because we believe we're living at the very end of the end. Yes. Vicki? Well, I think that um, becoming Anne's friend, I think that we decided if we were closer together, we would cause too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Lord has us on either coast, yeah. but it, it is not stopped how close we are. And um, and it's very true that we share a love of the word, uh, a love of prophecy, and just the the knowing that we are in the last of the last days and everything counts right now. And so we're kind of, um, you know, encouragers for one another yes. to cheer each other on. And, Absolutely. And it's a very special gift the Lord's given me. Sure. Absolutely. I believe that your friendship is definitely a gift from the Lord because you say that you share a lot of co in common and what we're going to be talking about today, our topic is finding hope in grief. And both of you ladies have lost your husbands. How is finding hope in grief? How was that for you knowing that you lost your husbands? How did Jesus become more real to you and become and, and give you hope through those times? I'm going to let Vicki answer this first, but I have to tell you, Brenda, that I didn't lose my husband. Okay. I know exactly where he is. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and so that, that translates right into hope because I know he's more alive today than he was when I knew him and that one day I'll see him again. So I have the tremendous living hope of the resurrection, but 
but go ahead and answer because yours is so fresh. Well, um, my husband, um, all I can say is that we, uh, he had just come home from a trip uh, and it was actually a trip to Texas uh, where he was involved with finding the red heifer, which is uh, a very prophetic sign for this time. And he came home, he had a little cold and um, it, within a short amount of time, um, he went to be with the Lord. And in those moments before he went to be with the Lord, even at that time, he was worshiping and praising the Lord. And, and he was actually praying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And with his last breath, he was saying that. And uh, it was very sudden. It was very unexpected. And with the next breath, he was before the king, uh, worshiping and praising him face to face. And um, at that moment, the hope that that I had, because everything in the natural said, this is horrific, there is no hope. But in my heart and, and in my spirit, I felt the Lord saying, don't look at this with your natural eyes. Look with your eyes from heaven. Look with your spiritual eyes. And, and the, our hope is heaven. This is not our home. And, and so for as sorrowful as I was and as I am, I know that that gives me, you know, uh, Romans says it best. It says, to, if you hope for those things you do not see, you hope, wait for it eagerly with perseverance. And I feel like that is what the hope of Christ does. He gives us that eagerness for what is true and what's coming. And he also gives us the perseverance for what is and what is now. And, and um, you know, it says in, in Corinthians that we don't, we don't grieve without hope. We grieve with hope. And so for me, in the midst of everything that has gone on in these last couple of years, that hope is Jesus. It's a person. And if, and if I can just inject, Brenda, that biblical hope is not hope so. You know, it's not a desire. It's not a wish. Biblical hope is a confidence that's rooted in God's word. So Jesus said in John 11, you know, that if we believe in him, he is the resurrection and the life. Um, and then he was telling Mary and Martha that at the tomb of Lazarus. And he said, if you believe, you know, you'll see the glory of God. And then he raised Lazarus from the dead. And, and so, so to put our, our faith in Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, and root our faith down in the word of God, that's, that's where our hope is founded. It's, it's not in um, other people or not in each other or not, you know, in what we want. Biblical hope is found in Jesus, but, but we find that in his word. I love that you say that because it is so true. And, and, and you say, believe for a woman or for anyone watching this podcast right now who has lost a loved one, who doesn't really understand, like believe. I understand what you say when you believe. Vicki gets it. I mean, it is like the word is for real. How can someone right now who's freshly hurting believe that what God says in the word is real? Well, you, your faith in God's word is a choice. So if there's somebody out there who um, has never 
come to God through faith in Jesus. That's the first thing you need to do. So whatever circumstance you're in, but you just come by faith and um, believe that Jesus died on the cross to take away your sin. And, and you tell him that. You just confess to him that you've done wrong things and you're sorry. And you believe Jesus died for you. In fact, if, if you were the only person that needed a savior, Jesus would have died for you. That's, that's how one-on-one -on -one it is. You know? So you come and you claim him as your savior. And then you believe Jesus uh, was raised from the dead to open heaven for you, to give you eternal life. And you receive the eternal life he, he gives. And uh, an eternal life, by the way, is not just heaven when you die, but it's a personal relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right at that moment. Um, and then you open up your heart, you invite Jesus to come live inside of you. He comes in, in the person of the Holy Spirit, and you make the commitment that you're going to follow him, as Ray would say, um, every day of this life, right on into heaven. And yes. so, so you establish that personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus. And then you just need to start reading your Bible and praying and asking God to speak to you through his word. And I know Vicki could testify to this, and so can I, that when my husband went to heaven, almost every day, God, you know, I read my Bible, but it's like a verse or a phrase would, would leap up off the page and God would be speaking to me. Or he brings something a verse to mind or a phrase and and I knew that the spirit was whispering to me and he he just carried me through what was a nightmare because my husband went very unexpectedly also there was no time to say goodbye and um, and so um, so all I can say is that God will be there for you he promises when you in, in um, Psalm 23, verse 4, that when you pass through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I will be with you. And so he will be with you. We, we just need to um, develop that conscious awareness of that as we read our Bibles and spend time in prayer. So we want to add to that. But, yeah. Well, you know, I think that we were talking about it earlier and, and that God makes all good for those who love him. And it doesn't make it doesn't mean that the circumstances are going to be good, but it does mean that God in the midst of those circumstances, he cannot change. He will not change. And so he brings us into that awareness as we pay attention. And the more that we're in the word, the more that we're in prayer, the more that we're in fellowship, the more that, that we recognize who God is and we recognize his voice in the midst, even in the fire. I mean, I think of, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think that that's what's happening right now in this world, in my life, uh, in Anne's life, and in your life. It is the fiery trials. And yet Jesus walked in the midst of the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and my experience uh, gives testimony of how he did it in my life. And we just have to see that the word is alive. And, and it is working if we pay attention and it's learning to pay attention. And I know Vicki, you said, you said earlier, you know, how it is for you to get through every single day. And, and it's, and the hope is what gets you through knowing that your husband is with Jesus. And I, I've lost both of my parents. Both of my parents are with Jesus. And one of the best things that I heard from a friend of mine when I was grieving and going through so much pain and I couldn't understand it is, it's not those who leave us 
that are suffering and hurting when they believe in Jesus and accept Jesus as their savior. Um, it's us who are left behind yeah. because we miss them. They're with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And what a great thought that must be for both of you about your husbands dancing with Jesus yeah. next time. Well, you I don't know if my husband will be dancing. <laughs> you couldn't imagine that. <laughs> You're not a good dancer, but it was very funny tried. So, but let me add something else, Brenda, because this is something that God said to me when my husband went went to heaven. And uh, he says from Philippians 1, that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So um, to live, we live our lives for Jesus. If we die, we're going to be with Jesus. So it's a win-win, you know, either way. Yes. But then the next verse is what he said to me. He, he said that, and I'm not going to quote it right, but that if I'm left here in the flesh, it's because I have more work to do. And so he gave me almost immediately a strong sense of purpose. And my immediate purpose was to um, manage my family and their grief and put on a celebration um, of my husband's legacy in life and and manage friends. And, and that was, I had a strong sense of purpose that I wanted my husband to be honored and I wanted God to be glorified through his uh, sudden home going. But then um, after that, God gave me a, a strong sense of purpose of different assignments, I call them, ministry assignments. Um, and and I'm just going to put words in Vicki's mouth for a moment, but God has given her an incredible assignment. And um, she has, she has co-authored a book, uh, The Final Witness. Ray, Ray co-authored the first four books in the series. She has co-authored the fifth. Um, and, that, and while she managed her own grief, managed the grief of her family, managed the grief of this uh, mega church in San Diego, as well as people around the world, because Ray was so connected worldwide. Yeah. Um, she pulled off the writing with Brock and Bodie Taney, the fifth book in the series. And, and I'm going to tell you, if I can be comp sort of confidential, this is the best of the five. <laughs> yeah. I read all of course. Five. Yeah, I love novels. And so I read all five. And, and what they do, they take biblical prophecy and help you understand it in relation to what's happening. This one does yes. a phenomenal job because it yes. takes us from where we are now and where I believe we're headed. Um, but um, so I don't know if, if Vicki wants to tell, because, it, and so what this has done for Vicki, I think this past year, because Ray went to, to be with Jesus January 4th. So she's not even, she hasn't even finished a year out of uh, this stage in her life, but, but God gave her this sense of purpose to finish writing this book. Um, so you want to tell me how that came about? <laughs> now, well, Vicki, I mean, first, she's my, I'm sorry. Do you see why she's such a good friend to me? Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. And I love how you're saying you're part of, of grieving is the mission. And, and Vicki, I love how, just like Ann said, it hasn't even been a year and God has given you this mission to finish his book. And we were talking earlier about how I spent some time uh, with Pastor Ray, uh, with his sermons online, and watched uh, some of his interviews uh, with his Elijah stories as well, because he's written about 10 books. Well, that, and I know that- um, This is the fifth in that series, the Elijah. That, oh, this is the fifth in this? Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Wow. And so he has a gift of prophecy. He uh, has a heart for Israel. Mm -hmm. and, and it just seems like these, these books, these series- I mean, it's like, it's Garrison, right? Garrison is the main character in the book, right? 
Jack Garrison. Jack Garrison. And it's and it's filled with prophecy and and biblical truth. So and then you took over um, when he passed away unexpectedly. You took over, and here you are. So. Tell us about this experience. Well, this is amazing. I'll put this back up, but there it is. Well, uh, <laughs> I can tell you that after Ray went to be with the Lord, my <clears throat> son took over. He stepped in as the lead pastor. Ray and Daniel had been pastoring together. And Daniel was very happy letting his dad live forever. He loved where he was. But the Lord had a different plan. And um, after Ray went to be with the Lord, I was sitting with Daniel and Annie. And I said, well, Dad really wanted to finish this series. And I think it would be great if you and Daniel finished this series um, for him and, and finish this prophetic novel. And because they were just in the talking stages at that point on the, on the final book. And uh, at which time Daniel and Annie handed it right back to me. And they said, oh, no, this is something you need to do, Mom. It, you were about Dad's partner. And, and so for this book, I was looking. I had recorded one of his friends who has a very strong prophetic gift. I went on my phone to listen to that recording. And as I opened up my phone and looked, uh, there was one video recording from Ray which I'd never recorded my own husband. And so <clears throat> I had been praying, asking the Lord for that message. And, and so I touched on that message, which was one minute and 25 seconds. And it was the heart of the book in my husband's voice. Oh, and you know, I love how, um, you know, Pastor Ray would always say, step into the story. Yes. Step into the story. God uses everything through God. Things are not falling apart. They are falling into place. Exactly. And, you know, and I remember him saying um, in his sermon that I listened to earlier about how we have to recognize how the Holy Spirit speaks through women. Ah. You know, and he, because he made, he's like, let's just hear it for the women in the room. And he talked about the women in the Bible and how the Holy Spirit used them. And, and I love Vicki, how he spoke to you from heaven in that recording yeah. to finish that book. It was so and that is so amazing. And you say that the Holy Spirit equipped you. Do you feel closer to the Holy Spirit than you ever have? It's just leaning more and more and more on the Holy Spirit, on the, on the Lord, learning that he is faithful. What he's begun, he will continue to the day we see him. And then, and, and I go, and then what? <laughs> and, and that's when the adventure even more begins. The name of the book, The Final Witness, is going to help a lot of people get ready for the end times um, through this writing. What is some hope that you can give to people uh, about being in the end times right now? Well, the, the biggest hope that I can give is that Jesus wins. You know, so regardless of what you see going on in the world, Jesus wins. And, I, and not to get off on a whole other subject, but I believe... Um, America is under God's judgment at this current time. Our, our sin is too grievous. We've shaken our fist in his face. We've flaunted uh, our sin. We've, we've paraded and legalized it. And, and I think we've crossed the line, actually. I think he's fed up and that judgment has begun. And so you can point to a political party or a person or the threats coming from outside this nation. But in back of all that, I believe, is God himself who's just... Um, you know, beginning to lower the boom on our nation. But but it doesn't matter if 
it, it doesn't matter. And maybe, you know, if we pray and seek him with all of our hearts, that Joel 2 says, who knows, but that he would return and bless us. So I believe that is imminent. I believe it could be at any moment. But what it has done um, is given me a tremendous compulsion to share the gospel. So, and then um, when I, I found it, the joy of my heart to serve him every day, just doing this mm -hmm. is a joy. You know, just yes. coming alongside Vicki and helping her in this tremendous project, um, that's a joy. And I know that, you know, one day, you know, and, and God the Father decides um, when yes. that, that time is, but he's going to call us to be with him. And, and I want to finish strong. I want to finish well. You know, I, I, I will do anything, even through tears, if it brings glory to God and honor to my husband and blessing to whoever's in front of me, as long as I'm walking in the Lord and it's not by my strength. That's the, that's the most important thing is none of this is by our strength or our wisdom. It's only by the Holy Spirit. And um, I want to, when I see Jesus, I want to see him smile. And because I love it when I see my grandkids and I see their smile on their face. I love to see my friend and, and to see a smile and, and to be able to see the Lord smile at us and to know that even now in the midst of tears, um, I can look to the Lord and he's smiling. You know, Amen. and that is what hope sounds like.